I'm Marika Pineda, and some might say I've gone a little overboard in my fascination with this particular person, but he's the first one of my ancestors I found that I kind of liked. <laughs> um, <laughs> the boy in the first poem is John Giraud. He was my sixth great-grandfather. That would be great, 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 great grandfather. <laughs> And he sailed from Liverpool to New York in 1770. Um, in the poem, I refer to a Virginia nightingale, and that was an early European name for the cardinal bird. Gangway. Pestilence fogged the ship a week out of Liverpool. As the schooner cut the rolling sea, the boy's hammock swung like a cocoon below deck. Pox crawled his body, but his mind swam dreams gray as lithographs. In the next hammock, his brother rocked and writhed. Red pustules, the whites of his eyes blackened. Mouth, nose, and nether regions cast out foul blood. Too weak to help tilt his brother into the sea, the boy heard the splash. Eternity cools all fevers. When at last New York's harbor cupped the ship, embers of pox still glowed on his face. Like a theater scrim, the travelogue scenes stowed in his mind, lifted to reveal the living waterfront. Salt tang melted into the stink of land. He wobbled down the gangplank to the dock. Under his boots, the earth tottered. Explosions of red flitted among chestnut trees, red, like blood in the doctor's bowl, like British soldiers stalking the streets. It was the famed Virginia nightingale, the red bird with a reveler's mask. Wings beat like a heart pushing each moment along. In the boy's veins surged new world red. This poem comes from the commissary records of Fort Jefferson. It's St. Patrick's Day, 1781. The quartermaster is besieged with requests for rum, one of which was made by my own ancestor. He needed a few quarts. <laughs> the soldiers were beat up, starving, and belligerent, but they knew how to have a good time. <laughs> Drinking song. We are as thin as carrion crows, but today the hunters return with bear and a thousand pounds of buffalo. Load the cannon for a great fanfare. The bear shall be our Irish bacon, and Polly has made new shirts to wear. To each his ration of oblivion, a jill of taffia, a quart of rum, we'll toast the fruits of civilization. We'll raise a toast of Havana rum to St. Patrick, who's almost dead. We'll save the pagans with our nostrum. Fire a salute with powder and lead. Drink a pint for the sake of the saint, who made our noses hot and red. <laughs> Two more quarts to the health of the saint, one for you and one for me. He'll charm the snakes and ease complaints. We'll toast the ships that cross the sea. 
Ninety tankards of rum will rise to toast the men too dim to flee. To those who rule us, damn their eyes. We'll dance on the end of a fiddlestick and swear we believe the general's lies. And when we are lovesick, we'll drink a quart to lovely Sheely, she being the wife of dear St. Patrick. St. Patrick never married. <laughs> Last year I celebrated the 250th anniversary of John Giraud's birth, and to prepare the feast, I consulted an 18th century cookbook. And the recipes really made my head spin. There were many animals and body parts I would not care to eat. The food is really arbitrary. So I decided to write my own recipe. There's an epigram. What the hell is a glazed woodcock, anyway? Anonymous. <laughs> to make a fine woodsman, take the brains of a peasant and bruise them fine. Of these, the youngest are most esteemed. Set them before a fierce fire of famine, based with lamp oil and phoenix feather, Season it high. To make the sauce, dismember a bit of doggerel and stew with a brace of lean years. Do not trifle with truffles when quick scuffles will do. If an apple of love is to be found, shred small. Add plenty of sagacity twisted with tobacco. Strain through a net of scalping knives. When you determine that your goose is nearly cooked, add a pint of pestilence poured from a tight cask. When corking the bunghole, do not underestimate the cooper. Place the peasant in a fine dish and lay about the lean years. Around them, place fricasseed tongues with roots outward. Do not underestimate the scribe. This is a good dish for a great deal of company. Serve with potted larks and glasses of imported clarity. <laughs> Thank you.